Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Revelation chapter 16. Then I heard a loud voice from the temple saying to the seven angels, Go, pour out the seven bowls of God's wrath on the earth. The first angel went and poured out his bowl on the land, and ugly, festering sores broke out on the people who had the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. The second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it turned into blood like that of a dead person, and every living thing in the sea died. The third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and the springs of water, and they became blood. Then I heard the angel in charge of the waters say, You are just in these judgments, O Holy One, you who are and who were, for they have shed the blood of your holy people and your prophets. You have given them blood to drink as they deserve. And I heard the altar respond, Yes, Lord God Almighty, true and just are your judgments. The fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and the sun was allowed to scorch people with fire. They were seared by the intense heat, and they cursed the name of God, who had control over these plagues. But they refused to repent and glorify him. The fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and its kingdom was plunged into darkness. People gnawed their tongues in agony and cursed the God of heaven because of their pains and of their sores, but they refused to repent of what they had done. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water dried up to prepare the way for the kings of the east. Then I saw three impure spirits that looked like frogs. They came out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. They are demonic spirits that perform signs, and they go out to the kings of the whole world to gather them for the battle on the great day of God Almighty. Look, I come like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and remains clothed, so as not to go naked and be shamefully exposed. Then they gathered the kings together to the place that in Hebrew is called Armageddon. The seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, and out of the temple came a loud voice from the throne, saying, It is done. Then there came flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, and a severe earthquake. No earthquake like it has ever occurred since mankind has been on the earth. So tremendous was the quake. The great city split into three parts, and the cities of the nations collapsed. God remembered Babylon the great and gave her the cup filled with the wine of the fury of his wrath. Every island fled away, and the mountains could not be found. From the sky, huge hailstones, each weighing about a hundred pounds, fell on people. And they cursed God on account of the plague of hail, because the plague was so terrible. We're continuing with imagery that's very similar to the things that occurred during the Exodus account with the children of Israel being delivered from Egypt by supernatural signs and wonders and judgments that were poured out on Egypt. And so the similarity is inescapable. In Revelation 16, 1, we read, 
Then I heard a loud voice from the temple saying to the seven angels, Go, pour out the seven bowls of God's wrath on the earth. And so these seven bowls are invoking a response in the earth realm of judgment. And um, previously we saw these bowls filled with the prayers of God's people and the, the incense from the throne room of God and then being poured back on the earth. So in verse 2, the first angel went and poured out his bowl on the land. And so first the land is struck. And uh, immediately what happens is ugly festering sores broke out on the people who had the mark of the beast and who worshipped its image. And so those that belonged to the devil were affected by uh, this plague of sores. This, of course, is similar to the sixth plague in Exodus chapter 9. But on this occasion, it's worldwide. It's global. It's not localized. In verse 3, the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea. So first the land is affected, now the sea is affected. And the sea turned to blood like that of a dead person. And every living thing in the sea died. The third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and springs of water, and they became blood. So the second angel poured out his bowl on the oceans, they became like blood. And then the third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and had the same response. And the living creatures in the water died. The fish and everything in the uh, water that was turned to blood died. So there was no um, food source coming from the oceans or the rivers anymore, or the lakes, or the ponds. This was total devastation on the food chain and the the cycle of food chain from the um, the vegetation that was eaten by the various fish and the uh, the fish that would be eaten by the vegetation. All of these things, the cycle was interrupted, and without this cycle of life taking place in the waters on this planet, no life would remain on the earth. And so, this was a precursor to more destruction that would come by virtue of the fact that all the living things in the ocean died, both plants and animals were dying. In verse 5, then John heard the angel in charge of the waters say, you are just in these judgments, O holy one, you who are and who were, for they have shed the blood of your holy people and your prophets, and you have given them blood to drink as they deserve. And so all of this blood was representative of the righteous blood that had been shed by unrighteous people. And the Lord was bringing a judgment of blood to take life from those who had previously spilled the blood of the righteous and taken their lives. And the angel of the Lord said that the Lord was righteous in this judgment, giving them back what they deserve for what they've taken. The plagues continue, and the people you would think would be falling on their knees before God as these plagues unfold. But in reality, the just the exact opposite is happening. They're becoming more entrenched in their wickedness. In verse 8, we read, The fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and the sun was allowed to scorch people with fire. So they were seared by the intense heat. And we don't know whether this is a removal of the atmosphere or the, the ozone layer or how this plays out. But on the earth, the result is the people are tormented by the sun and scorched with the fire. And their response in verse 9 is that they cursed the name of God who had control over these plagues. But they refused to repent and glorify him. So they were willing to curse him. But they weren't willing to praise him and to repent and ask for mercy. So their refusal was indicative of their heart condition. They wanted nothing to do with God, even though they acknowledged that the plagues were coming from God. They cursed him because of the plagues and acknowledgement that he had authority over them. But they refused to repent and um, ask him for relief. 
In verse 10, the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and its kingdom was plunged into darkness. People gnawed their tongues in agony, and they cursed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores. And so this um, darkness, it was similar to the ninth plague in Exodus. Here, the whole world is plunged into darkness, and their response once again is to curse God and still to refuse to repent. So um, they, they recognized the giver of the judgments as God, but they didn't appeal to him to use his authority to uh, relieve their pain and suffering. They just cursed him. And Jesus gives a wake-up call in verse 15. He says, Look, I come like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and remains clothed, so as not to go naked and be shamefully exposed. And so this, uh, this wake-up call is that in the midst of all this, don't be distracted by these horrific things happening on the earth. We need to be spiritually awake and aware of the purposes of God on this planet and the purposes of God in each of our lives if, if we should find ourselves here during this horrible outpouring. In verse 17, the seventh angel pours out his bowl, the seventh and final bowl. And out of the temple came a loud voice from the throne saying, it is done. And there came flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, and a severe earthquake. And the Bible says no earthquake like it has ever occurred since mankind has been on the earth. And so this is the earthquake of all earthquakes, uh, the mother of all earthquakes, if you will. And so this, uh, this earthquake was so horrific that the the great city uh, was split into three parts. Cities of all the nations collapsed. The islands fled away. The mountains collapsed. They couldn't be found. And um, it says that God remembered Babylon the Great in the midst of all this and gave her the cup filled with the wine of his fury. So we're going to be hearing more about Babylon the Great in another chapter. But in verse 21 of this chapter, from the sky, hailstones fell each weighing about a hundred pounds, they fell on people. And the response once again was they cursed God on account of the hail. So the huge hailstones reminiscent of hail that fell in Exodus previously and other hail that's fallen in the book of Revelation. But as for Jesus Christ, I want you to note that as these people were acknowledging that the God of heaven and the Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, was the one that had authority over nature and over all of the elements and over this world, they still refused to repent and glorify Him. They refused to repent of what they had done, and they refused to acknowledge Him for what He had done. And Jesus calls out to them and to to us and to all who will listen now and then, Blessed is the one who stays awake and remains clothed so as not to go naked and be shamefully exposed. In other words, spiritually clothed is being wrapped in the purposes of God. Going naked is going on your own strength and being in your own power and being exposed as someone who doesn't have a righteous relationship with the Lord. We need to be among those that are relying on the Lord and we're clothed with his righteousness and the righteous acts of the saints, as we'll find in um, uh, chapter 19 of Revelation, is equal to fine linen, being clothed with fine linen. And so we pray today, Lord, uh, these horrific outpourings that are happening in the book of Revelation. Lord, um, you're trying to make the point that when the judgments of God fall on the earth, the intent of heaven is that the people would repent and glorify the God of heaven and change their behavior and turn toward you. Lord, we pray that when natural disasters occur on the earth, that men's hearts would be turned toward you, whether they're tornadoes or hailstorms or earthquakes 
or uh, volcanoes or any type of natural disasters. Lord, we pray that the net result in our generation would be that people would turn toward Jesus. Help us, Lord, to stay awake in times like these and be aware of the purposes of heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.